told you this would be great, Jim. No, it's not great. Indoor living room basketball, what could be better? Nothing is as bad as this. Bro, okay, so just one last shot, and I, and I win. I just got to make this shot, you miss it, and then we are done. All right. Off the TV, off the mantelpiece, through the kitchen window, nothing but net. Oh, dude, it's like my wife's favorite mantelpiece. <laughs> Dude, my wife is going to kill us. Hey, let's start the podcast. From Studio 142 in Nashville, Tennessee, you're listening to Talk, the podcast with Todd and Jim. Welcome to Talk, the podcast. This is Todd. And I'm Jim. And we're back for episode eight. eight. Wow. Ocho. Ocho, the big, it's, the, it's the eighth month of the year, and we're in the eighth podcast. What? It was almost like it was meant to be. It's meant to be. Awesome. Yep. Well, how you been? I've been doing really well. How about you? Good, good. We haven't been gone that long. I mean, we've been gone longer. Yeah, for sure. So we're doing better. Without a doubt. Um, we're kind of coming into, uh, I don't want to say the end of the summer, because right. the season still has quite a bit to go. Yeah. But we're finding a lot of back-to-school stuff. Yeah. Are you, back to you know, you've got kids that are in college. How's yep. all that going? Yep. My daughter heads, my youngest heads to UT Saturday and my oldest moving out, heading to downtown Nashville next week because she's, she's doing some stuff at her church and uh, selling real estate and just, it's, it's an amazing wow. time. And, Can't then, believe and it. then we're back to empty nesters for a few months. For a few months. Yeah. How nice about you? Your, your school starting? Yeah. School starts for me. I got to go back on Tuesday. Of next week and i'm back full time nice. uh, but some of the school You're... systems already are in it's crazy yeah like, i heard i know that the teachers in the county i live in yeah they were back in july like wow. you know doing teacher stuff right so but anyway yeah i get back to work uh next week and my summer vacation is coming to an end but i still Bummer. Uh, yeah but i like the heat i like the warmth i don't mind um late summer and i really do kind of appreciate as we drift yeah into fall i know fall is still a little ways off but i do enjoy fall Fall's yeah a good time. Especially around around Tennessee area, fall seems to come like November. <laughs> yeah, it takes a while, yeah. for sure. I coach yeah. cross country, and August will be like running in an oven. And right. you think September is going to give you some no. relief. September is as hot as August. Yeah. Really, you don't get relief in Tennessee until we get to October. Yeah, we're swimming in our pool usually at least halfway through October. Yeah, yeah. If not late October until yeah. it starts to get chilly. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you get... 50 degree nights out of nowhere. Totally. We used to play soccer. The girls used to play soccer and we would go, yeah, you start the season baking, you finish the season absolutely freezing. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I do enjoy a good October. October's got some beautiful, beautiful weather. I love it. But we're not there yet. We've got August, we've got September. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of stuff to enjoy. We've got lots to talk about in October. We've got a lot more to talk about in in those months. Yeah. Speaking of talking, today's topic, what are we going to be talking about? We're going to talk about sports today. And I hope if you saw the title and you don't like sports it didn't turn you off because this isn't about this isn't sports centric as far as you've got to be someone who loves sports we're going to talk about i don't know we're not like brainiacs or anything we're going to talk about some of the psychology some of the societal implications we're just going to try and get a little bit more interesting over the who beat who totally yesterday i think i think i'm interested in finding out like first of all why do we watch sports right or the flip side of that coin why do we not care? Right. Should we care? Should we care? You know, and and how that that level of care mm-hmm. maybe changes over the course of time. Yeah, and why those you know yeah. what what sort of um, circumstances can can uh, change someone's yeah. desire to watch sports. We'll have to, we'll have to hit sports. the. I mean, just how it's changed since we've been alive. Yeah, for you sure. Know, watching sports and, and yep. things like that. So, 
Sounds like yeah. a good topic to me. Let's do, but you know what? You came to me and uh, and said, Todd, I want titillating tidbites back. What? So I think it's time for a titillating tidbite. Titillating hey, so check this out. I, I, I'm going to keep it sports centric. I thought this was funny. Um, you may have heard of this. I never heard about this, but it happened in 1994. It's baseball, actually Cleveland Indians. So you probably, you likely may have heard of this because it's that's 1984. 94, 94. 94. Your neck of the woods. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the Cleveland Indians are playing the White Sox. I okay. The White Sox are away at the Cleveland Indians uh, facility, and Gene Lamont, the, the manager for the White Sox, somehow found out that Albert Bell's bats were corked. And this was the first time that anyone had ever been, you know, accused, maybe not accused of it, but well, I'm skipping ahead of myself. So he appeals to the the umpires in the first in the first inning, and they take Albert Bell's bat. Have you heard this story? It's been a long time. So the umpires take Albert's bat, put it in, go back to their locker room, the umpires' locker room, and stick their bat in their locker room to be inspected later. Oh. In the sixth inning, the Albert, the, the, no, the the Indians manager has. A relief pitcher who's been around for he ended up having a long career talks him into going into the uh, above the ceiling they knew that there was a fake ceiling above the umpire's locker room right crawling in mission impossible style in the ventilation system lovely to break into the thing and to switch bats because they knew they were guilty so jason grimsley was the relief pitcher okay convinces him to, to do mission impossible jason grimsley grabs a bat um, crawls through the ventilation system, doesn't do a good job of it, but gets in there after breaking the some of the metal and some of the like <laughs> some for a drop ceiling. The drop thing? ceiling switches bats, crawls back out. Um, not surprisingly, the umpires discover there's ceiling all over the ground. <laughs> right. And right. Uh, but the biggest tell that something fishy had happened. Yeah, the bat had Paul Sorrento's name on it. <laughs> It wasn't Albert Bell's bat any longer. This is a genius heist. <laughs> I know. A lot of brains here. It was the Ocean's Eleven yeah. of the 90s. Yeah. Uh, turns out, yeah, that, so they they got uh, Bud Selig involved. Bud Selig, Bud Selig threatened the, the FBI if the Indians didn't come clean. Turned out that they couldn't take an Albert Bell bat, none of them, because every one of Albert Bell's bats was corked. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to take uh, a teammate's bat. What's funny is that was in 94. It didn't get found out. No one knew who actually did it until 1999 when Grimsley told the New York Times the story. He was the one That's that crazy. did it. Freaking hilarious. I remember a little bit about this whole bat gate sort of thing. They called it bat gate, Yeah, yes. but remembering all of these details, <laughs> no, no, I don't remember. You know, the funny thing about the Indians in the 90s, because the Indians in the 80s are iconically horrible. As a matter right. of fact, one of my favorite sports movies of all time is Major, Major League, League, right? Which, which is the Indians. <laughs> but in the 90s, They're they actually poopy. were pretty good. And my dad wound up going in with some friends on some season tickets where um, my dad had some really good seats that we would get a few games a year to right. sit at. And it was always a good time to go. And yeah. It was at the Jacobs Field, which is a funny uh -huh. story about Jacobs Field is the, the city wound up calling it the Jake. Okay. For short, sure, which was a fun thing, and it was, and it had broken all of these attendance records for years and years for being sold out, right? Because before the Jake, they were playing their baseball games in Municipal Stadium, which was the old football stadium, which right. was designed to hold like you know eighty or ninety thousand people, right? The Indians are bringing in in the eighties like fifteen hundred people in a game. <laughs> it's a joke, right? So they got a new, you know, a new ballpark. But what was funny is 
the owner of the team at the time, his name was Dick Jacobs, hence the name Jacobs Field. Right. Um, he got frustrated that they that the city was calling the stadium the Jake because his name is Jacobs and it's Jacobs Field. Right. So there oh, was a big on. kerfuffle about it, but wow. it was so annoying because it was like, you know, in Cleveland we had very few frills. Like at the time, the Brown Stadium was called Municipal Auditorium, right, or, or Municipal Stadium, and then there was like the biggest building in the city was called the Terminal Tower because it used to be a train terminal. Like there was no sure. flash or nothing. Like, this boring. was finally something fun, and they right. tried to make it boring again, you know. Right. And of course, just like all stadiums in the future, they wound up selling their naming rights to like Progressive. Oh and yeah, whatever. But boring. I just thought that was funny as a kid. Like, why are they that still fighting this? Stuff? You know the bonus the benefit of having a really crappy team yeah it's cheap tickets <laughs> exactly unless you're the cubs maybe but no. yeah i lived in illinois during you know all my life but i mean i remember going to illinois football games u of i yeah when they were gosh awful yeah and there was a couple years there i could get season tickets for 75 dollars wow a pop. seriously yeah yeah it was wonderful and everybody else was good. Yeah. Kerry Collins played. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, jo- I was during Eddie George's years. Yep. 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 We had a couple of good guys on defense, but yeah, it was fun because I got to watch us. I mean, got, my team got killed every game. Right. But you're still going to a college game. Totally. It was yep. fun. It was fun. one more real quick tidbit. Five, it's five quick things you didn't know about the Olympics. I love it. it was super fast. Did you know? This will be easy. There's a lot more than right? five. I don't know about the Olympics. Some of these are fun, but yeah. Did you know Olympic? The, the athletes competed naked. In the original Olympics? In the original Olympics. We're talking about way back in the day. I may have heard that, but... Yeah, they wanted to show off their physiques to Zeus. Great. Plus, they would get buff and try to Sweet. intimidate the other competitors. So, yeah, yeah if you... You know... No, nah, never mind. We won't go there. We should probably shouldn't compete naked in any other sport. I don't think... I could see some issues coming up. Yeah. I could also sure. see viewership going through the roof. Oh, yeah, you definitely would help. <laughs> naked, naked baseball would be interesting. Yeah. This is interesting. There was no Olympic torch. The torch was actually introduced in the 30s, 1936, uh, when Hitler, you know, when Germany sponsored the Olympics. And a lot of people think it has Nazi throwback. Implications impl- or You know, yeah, some symbolism. Really? Pretty interesting the stuff. The Olympic torch? I wonder yeah. I wonder how. But anyway, yeah, interesting. Well, I mean, they were all into symbolism. But yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I saw Radio's a Lost Ark, I know. Right? They lost their faces. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, okay, we, I'm only going to hit the high ones. The, well, winners received cash back in the day, right? They would be given like $100,000 today in the original thing, which is funny because, you know, Olympics is today is we don't give them money. You know, it's kind So of, when you say the original, you're talking about like in ancient Greece? Ancient Greece. They gave them money? They or, would, or they would win. They'd win a laurel, the laurel, and they would also be showered with money. And, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. According to this article, it's a, worth about equivalent of $100,000. Okay, it's a lot of money. For winners, yeah, yeah. And if, in the beginning, they only had like one race. <laughs> According to ancient legend, a cook named Corybius won the 192-meter foot race, the only event of the Olympics at the time. 190? <laughs> it's such a random number. I'm sure they had a different... I'm sure it's not random, yeah. They probably had a... Something, that, yeah, some king's foot that was that long. Yeah. <laughs> and then if they won, they thought they'd get immortality. But I thought the inter- most interesting one of that was the, was the torch to me. You know what I mean? The torch is interesting. I hadn't thought about that. I, and, and they did, and they competed naked. I'm obsessed with the idea of the of the naked Olympics. Of course, I'm also sure. While it didn't say, I'm ninety, I'm nine hundred percent sure that it was all male at the time. Right? There's no females yeah, competing in the Olympics. Yeah, that would be less interesting yeah, for me, for sure, without a doubt. <laughs> anyway, fascinating tidbite. Tidbites. I appreciate you getting yeah, that for me. Thank you for awesome. asking. Bring that back. I think we should. I mean, it's been fan. The fans have been clamoring for the tidbites to come. They back. have been. We've gotten endless emails. Endless emails. And so and we've got those all taken care of now. Yeah. Fantastic. You guys are welcome.
Well, we promised our listeners as we were starting this conversation that we were going to talk about more than just um, sports scores and and, and, uh, and our favorite teams. Um, we want this conversation to kind of head in a direction that deals with the psychology behind why do we care about sports? Why do we care? Yeah. And why so, do we care? Well, talk to me about your your personal uh, relationship with sports in general. Mm-hmm. How much of your life does it consume? Sure. Has it changed over time? Sure. I mean, I grew up, I wasn't, you know, I was fairly athletic, but my parents didn't let me play a lot of sports. I ended up playing football in high school, played four years, um, loved it at the time. Well, I hated a lot of it too. Uh, did some track and field, uh, that sort of thing. You know, everyone knows we, we do jujitsu. Uh, and I, I enjoy sports. I enjoy watching sports. But not as much as you know some of my friends in the day, um, and I watched all the you know basic boy sports. Watched lots of baseball, lots of football, you know, because in my group you almost had to, or you weren't, you know, you weren't. If you didn't know certain things, um, you know, you were seen as not as cool or whatever. So right. there's pressure, yeah, for at least in my era for 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 guys, yeah, to you know at least know something about something, right. Um, yeah, I guess that's my relationship. That's changed over the years. Now, now that I'm a dad, as soon as I became a dad, baseball went out the window. Uh-huh. Baseball's a, you gotta you gotta invest a lot of time to watch. 182 baseball. games a year. Yeah, or it's like the that? super long season. Yeah, they play three, four, five times a week. I mean, your yeah. team might play right. Well, they play three games. It's usually a week, you know, per yeah. series. Yeah, or, you know, or more in a week. And so I just couldn't do that when I had two little babies. Right, <laughs> of course. You know, I was like I had to take care of the kids. Um. And then, you know, I don't know, politics has leaked into sports lately, and that's that's been a turnoff in a lot of ways. Money's now involved in college sports, which hasn't affected me as much as I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my, my, my view on professional sports and any sports, my view on sports in general is, you know, it's, it's greatly diminished, you know, the, the importance of it as I got older. Right. So, and things, you know, just society, we have, we have, we have a lot of issues in our society that, are more important than right, so, and and you'd think that sports could bring us together, but you know, as as seen by the the women's soccer team, right? You know, there's people that are that are hating on the women's soccer team for whatever, and and the team has it. You know, there some of them are doing this and some of them are doing that. My my daughter and I fight. You know, we're pretty aligned personality wise and belief wise, but she can't stand it if I if I bring any. You know, and I don't even do it on purpose. I just that's. When I'm sitting there watching a game with her, if I say something about someone doing something, you know, then it becomes a fight between me and her. Right. Like even our dad daughter time around, that's the one thing that, that Abby and I do that is our thing is we watch soccer together. Right. Um, and uh, women's soccer is, is even more special for her, I think, since she played. Sure. And then I go and I say something stupid that makes her mad. And I'm right. Like, I can't even watch you know, <laughs> a soccer game without it being contentious. So. Yeah. I know for me, um, like, Obviously, there's a big difference between participating in in a sport mm-hmm. and in and watching a sport, right? right? Um, I have participated in sports my whole life, right? Um, as as a, as a child playing in just local baseball leagues, sure. Um, middle school playing some football, and in right. high school and college doing things like track and cross country, right? And then as a you know later in my adult years, as you mentioned earlier, jujitsu, um, being athletic, being you know moving, right? I've always been really drawn to that. I yeah. like. I like competition. I like being competitive. Correct. However, like you mentioned, as time has gone on, um, I too have felt that like the importance of sports when I watch 
full-grown adult people right. of, of like our sort of peer group, you know, 40s, right. 50s, 60s. Um, when I see people that put sports at the center of their life, right. I can't connect to that. Yeah. Because I also have felt like I don't have as much interest anymore in right. sitting on a couch for a day watching sports all day. And I know that right. there are... I mean, I have plenty of friends that that is the way they spend their days, and that's yeah. fine. I'm not trying to judge anybody. Sure. But um, it's funny in... I'll give a good example. In the mid-'90s, not to go back to a Cleveland reference again, but growing up in Cleveland, right. the big... Um, the big thing was that the Browns left Cleveland like in the middle of the night. Art Modell stole the Browns and sold them off to Baltimore, and the Browns were gone. Right. And the Browns, of course, were such a, a – I mean, they were the heartbeat of the city. Right. Even though the Browns are iconically bad. I mean, in the 80s, they had some amazing runs where they right. got – you know, they lost in really – iconic fashion in these AFC championship games to John Elway. Was it the paper bag? Or was that the... Was that the uh, it was the drive and the fumble. It was all these no, famous uh, things. Who would wear the paper bags? The Browns fans or was it the Indians? Oh, the I'm not sure about that. I think it was Browns fans. It probably. Who knows? Usually, yeah, the, the brown paper sack yeah. over their head. But they had the best team emblem of all <laughs> on their helmets. It's no emblem. No emblem. Which is awesome, it's right? It's invisible. No, but there was such a thing about the you know being a Browns fan growing up. It's like yeah. even if they lose, it was your thing. But... All that to say, in the mid-90s, they were sold off to Baltimore and they were gone. So there was this like void for a little while where there was no football in Cleveland. Right. And it was at that moment when fantasy football was starting to really blow up. Right. And so my friends and I started a fantasy football league in like 96 or something like that. And uh, and it was fun for a little while. Right. You spend a lot of time. You research all these players. You're drafting. Right. And so it kind of like filled this void in my life at the time. Right. This is pre-family, pre, you know, like I was a very young adult at this right. stage of the game. But um, but right. I'll be honest with you. As time progressed, like I had friends that fantasy football, like they would commit as much time to fantasy football right. as rocket science. It's you know do right. for like building rockets to They're the moon. Curing cancer. And I'm like, man, it is not that big of a deal to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it got competitive, and if you didn't yeah. do that, you couldn't win. I remember, yeah, in the middle '90s, late '90s, uh, yeah, some buddies and I did hockey fantasy. Yeah. I thought I knew a little bit about hockey. Right. So we grabbed some stuff. I think we ended up like this was with the one of the, the hockey magazine. Yeah. So everyone got to do it. Yeah. I think we ended like in eight eight thousandth place. Yeah. I may be joking, but I'm I mean, I may not be. It was bad. Right. Like you've gotta like you gotta know who's on their game, <laughs> yes. who, who may Completely. have an injury. Yeah. I mean Yeah. And I think there was a little bit of money involved back in that day. And that was yep. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just fun. You might be able to win a thousand dollars if you want yeah. to Yeah, yeah. But well, there goes all the fun. There goes all the fun. <laughs> and we had some money involved in our in our group too, just to add a little bit of, you know, right. excitement to it. Right. But we did have situations where people would start arguing and people would be trying to find loopholes in the rules. And it's like we were all friends. Right. Now we're all like trying to backstab each other for no reason whatsoever. Right. And I also found myself I'd be because the way fantasy football works, for those of you that don't know, is, or, or fantasy anything, right. is you draft or choose players from different teams to be on your imaginary team. And like the stats that they accrue each right. week become stats points that for you. points for you. And so, but what would be funny is that I'd be watching football games at like, like the Monday night football game that in Cleveland was on to like midnight. Right. So I'm up at like in a ridiculous hour of the night watching a game that is over. Right. Like the. I remember one game the Pittsburgh Steelers were winning by like, you know, 50 points or something. <laughs> but I'm still watching right. because some player that's in that game, right. I got to make sure they don't get any more stats. Yeah. 
what a waste of time. <laughs> and I got all this emotion poured into it. Yeah. So I was like, this is this is not the way I want to spend what, my time. What bugged me about that right off the bat, similar feeling. I'm an emotional guy. Yeah. And I think we, I don't remember who I was playing with, but it was football. And I was a big Bears fan at the time. Well, I had guys that would be, when you do that, now you're yeah. rooting for players that aren't on your favorite team. Right. And I remember like watching the Bears game with one of my players on it. And I was I was torn. Right. I wanted my player to get some, but I'm like, no, he's playing the Bears. I'm like, right. this is it's too emotional. It for becomes, me. it's you know, <laughs> and this is a great way to for me to turn this conversation because one of my biggest problems lately is emotion, and and the ability to control emotion in right. sports can be so emotional. Yeah. And I think that there are good and bad things about that. Yeah, there are. Um, you mentioned about like the value of sports. It can be divisive, right? right? You mentioned even you and your daughter sometimes can get sure. into arguments about it. And if you watch any amount of sports television for any amount of time, right, you're inevitably going to come across a debate. Yeah, <laughs> a fight. Most of it is debate and fight, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but I would say that um, the emotional aspect of sports for me, you know, I find that I sit in front of a television watching grown men who I don't know, right? who don't know me. They don't care about you. <laughs> they don't care about me. And I am investing a tremendous amount yeah. of my own like happiness right? or on the flip side of that sadness right. or anger or something right, right. toward what's going on on the screen. And I'm like, yeah. this is this is stupid. Why am I yelling? I think that's called wisdom. <laughs> I think we're both, as we're, we're old yeah. and we're like, wait a minute. Yeah, this doesn't make sense anymore no, as much. And I'm no. not. I mean, I'm not. I don't think either one of us are suggesting not to watch sports or whatever if you, if you like it. I'll still watch, you know, some football. I'll definitely yes. watch the the Tennessee Volunteers this year. I'm a huge Volunteers fan. I'm a huge MMA and and jujitsu fan. Right. But yeah, it, getting getting all emotional over it is just insane. So let's shift gears and talk about kids' sports for a minute. I want to kind of – because you – I know you – yeah, exactly. You growled there, I think, or you yeah. made a little noise. Yeah. I, have, I have opinions. Yeah, I think it's good. Sports is good in general, especially for kids, and especially with our obesity problem in America. I just think it it can provide a lot of really good things. Yes. But what I've seen over there is my, when my girls first started playing soccer, we, were, we didn't know anything about soccer. I was a baseball guy or, or a football guy. And we started in the YMCA, you know, when they were five. By the time they're in high school, you know, you better be on a travel team. Like, it's just changed so much. Yeah. The intensity. And it may, it's made better. It makes better players, but I don't know if it's a better experience for everyone across the board. Yeah. And parents get invested because now they've invested right. lots of money to make. Right. They're just trying to get a, a, you know, a scholarship into some college or something. Right. And, uh, yeah, I've seen some. Yep. I've seen some crazy stuff. I, uh. As a teacher, and I've and I've been a teacher for 25 years, sports and school, sports and kids are obviously a, you know I've had a chance to observe a lot, right? And I've also had my own children. I was kind of, I want to use the word lucky. Not everybody would feel that way. Like my ki- my two daughters never really were too interested in sports, um, so I as a parent didn't have a lot of experience. Like I wasn't the type of parent that had to go to every sporting event and sit right. on the sidelines. Um, the reason I say that might be good is because that's, that's a lot of time I see, like my sister spends a tremendous amount of time week to week, right. Carting her kids around to sporting events. Right. 
And that's just, I, I, I mean, it's a wonderful time of life for her. Yeah. But it's also, it's pretty intense. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I didn't really yeah. have to deal with that. Yeah. But I will say that I, I don't like the way I see sports. I've seen sports dictate who gets hired for jobs. I've seen underqualified people get hired for teaching jobs simply because they could coach a sport. Hmm. I've seen great teachers that are great people get fired from jobs simply because a group of parents were upset about playing time or something like that. You know, uh -huh. I mean, I mean wow. those are the ugliest things, yeah, right? It's, ugly. it's, not, it's not every day. That's just an example of things that I have actually seen happen that frustrate me. But the biggest thing you mentioned, I don't like when I see parents become toxic yeah. with their kids' sports. Yeah. And that, unfortunately, at least in my experience, is not uncommon. No. That was almost more common than the other, which yeah. would be a normal parent that realizes it's just a game and their kid's just there to like, like right. not every kid's there to get a scholarship to go play at Ohio State. Right. Not every kid's there going to start their career as an, as you know, as the next NFL yeah. millionaire. Yeah. But every, but it seems like so many parents now expect that's what's yeah. going to happen. And, um, right. And, and theirs yeah. is always the best. <laughs> and I hate that. Is always the best. I, you know, I would spend, I worked as an assistant principal for years at a, at a high school. Right. And I'm telling you, like I'd go to these sporting events I was required to, to obviously help supervise. Right. And you'd think I'd be there to help supervise kids. Right. And I was, but I can't tell you how many times the bigger problems were the freaking parents <laughs> who would be like starting fights with kids. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying to be throwing punches, but it's like they'd be yelling at the kids and it's just like, what is going on? You wow, are a man. grown person. Yeah. This other, this is a 16 year old. Yeah. Why are you screaming? Yeah. It just became a nightmare. I hated yeah. that. I hated that. I thought it was so toxic and it really turned me off in a very big way toward, um, the way sports is perceived here in this country. Yeah. Um, at like high, the high school level. Yeah. And you know, this is the, an, an interesting thing as I was mentioned earlier with the whole, the high level, you know, a bit bit that's out there now where people, you know, if I want to play soccer, if my daughter wants to play soccer, my son wants to play soccer, there's recreational leagues and there's public, you know, there's schools they can play at. But if I really want to get serious, I'm starting them in this and I'm going to this camp and I'm taking them to this. And what happens, what I've seen, which never happened, was never around when I was a kid, thank goodness, is there's literally two types of athletes out there now. There's, there's, the, there's that type of athlete there may be some. There may be an athlete that's dabbled in that, but the ones whose parents were serious, they they can't, they should not even be on the same field. And a lot of times they're not. I mean, right? You know, I had a friend who had a, a super high level son in wrestling, and he wouldn't wrestle for the high school. Right. And the high school was like, no, you need to. You know, I think they talked him into trying it one season, and and Wes, my friend, was like, this is not a good idea. Right. The dude just just destroyed, it. and it was it didn't help him any, mm -hmm. and it made a bunch of parents mad. Right. Because you know wrestling can be pretty violent, mm -hmm. and it was he was mopping literally mopping the mats with people because it was, and you see that in in soccer you know yeah, as well. So I, I'm not saying that's good or bad. I mean it's interesting. It's it's good that there's kids that have dedicated their lives to it, but you know I'm sure there's some negatives that come with it too. Yeah, but it's weird because now you have, yeah. I mean here in our hometown we had we had some kids that were that were playing all over the world. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, in soccer, and well, right now we have one um, who's, I think he may be a captain of Auburn, the Auburn soccer team. Okay, he's won the national championships. He played yeah. on our team for a while. Yeah, and he was amazing. I love right. to watch him. Right, COVID took away his senior season. Yeah, 
But it's yeah, just but Brutal. but but if you're on the op- flip side, and if those guys come in, yeah, you got no chance. It's no, gotta suck for those kids. That, I think so. And what if a parent doesn't have the time or the money? Or the money. Yeah. That's know? where I come into the things is is the, is seeing the amount of money yeah. and time that it's become. Yeah. I, you know, to reference my sister again, just because she's raising kids at this age right now, right, that are actually dealing with this type of thing. Like she's got a son who's in baseball, right, and you know they want him to be on not just the school team, but you want to be on the travel teams, like right. you said, you want to be on the local community team. So you wind up you're you're on more than one team. Yeah, some of these teams, like you said, cost an exorbitant amount of money. Right, they take a ton of time. You have to travel. You need hotels. You yeah. need meals. And it seems like the expectation is if you really want to start, if you really want to pursue this at the next level, whether that next right. level is high school or that next level is college, it's almost like they're telling you, you have to invest in all of this extra stuff yeah. for that to happen. For the chance. And I don't remember that being that way when we were no, kids. No, there was no. I don't, I don't think there was travel ball when <laughs> I was If there was, it definitely wasn't like anywhere as near as mainstream as it is no. now. No. No, I, yeah, and that, that would have been such. I think that'd be more of a stressor. Yeah, as an athlete, I think it's a huge stressor. Kids, so, so but, uh, why anyway. do we watch sports? Why, why have we have we have we discussed this? Well, I mean, why do we even? Why do we care? Why do we care? That's the point, right? So we have let's let's just pick professional sport or uh, college sports or professional sports. We have sure, we have a district. Right, that we live in, or, or right. a district being whatever geography, a region of their a region yep, or something. Yep, yep, yep. And then we're supposed to, you know, root for that team. Right. Which, but then we go out. The teams they go out and they get people from all over. Right. It's not like right. You know, there's there's a there's a sports show on Netflix. I can't remember what it's called. Something like Sports in My Backyard. Probably nothing like that. But <laughs> but they talk about these really weird sports, and one of them is this Italian sport. That's the coolest sport I've ever seen. It's a mixture of soccer, um, football, and boxing. Yeah. Like you're trying to get ball a ball from point A to point B, uh, and you can punch. You can yeah. you can tackle. You can literally tackle. And you can have three guys punching the crap out of, a, out of another guy. Sounds like guy. rugby. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the punching is legal. Like you're, oh, wow. You're knocking, you're knocking the crap. They play like just a few times every year. Okay. There's only four teams in the whole league. Okay. And you play for the team of the district that you live in. Okay. So that's your you, you know, if your team blue or whatever, right? Because right, right. you live there. Now that I get that of a hometown connection, that would be like I would probably lose my <laughs> mind over something like that. Yeah, without a doubt. It, because the, the game's cool. That's my you know. Yeah. You know, so I get it. I get that, but yeah, I, I don't. You know, like I said, I love Tennessee. My daughter goes to Tennessee. Yeah. I love to watch them, but when you when you break it down, you're like these kids aren't even. Yeah. From no, yeah, I do think sports has. I think I've referenced a lot of negative, right? Yeah. And I do want to make sure I balance this a little because I do watch sports. I love it. And there is a positive. I do think one of the things, even if it is a little a little screwed up, like you're saying, right. we're cheering for these people who don't know us, right? right? But it does, sports can in their best form unify people. Yeah. You can draw a community together. It's whether a community, a tri- yeah, your tribe. Yeah. You have a common, a common like symbol to cheer for because even if the yeah. people that play for your team aren't from your town, they're representing your right. town. Um, it can have a lot of positives like that. Yeah. I just enjoy like, for example, as we kind of like move it, move from summer to fall, just there's a nostalgia with hearing football on in the background. Even yeah. if I'm not sitting 
completely absorbed by it. Sure. Something like a pot of chili on the stove. Right. You hear football on on a Sunday. Maybe it's a little drizzly outside. You're sort of half watching the game, half doing something else. I like that vibe. Yeah. You know, there's something really comforting about that. As as Americans, fall, chili, football. Feels great. It's such, it's so cool. Completely. Sometimes, you know, like during college season, you might have a game on because there's games on all day long. Yep, yep, yep. You, for me, this is how I'm like, if I'm working around the house and it's a nice Saturday fall day, I'll have the windows open, the, yeah. the, the door open. I'll have a football game on that I'm probably not even watching. But you, but it's I on. I just want it on. And, Completely. It's, it's like background noise. It's background noise. But it's, it's a like, comforting background Yeah, because they're playing, you know? Totally. I mean, it feels good. It's not my team, but yeah, it's football. But it's somebody's team. Yeah. And I like... um. So I like the fact that it can unify and and, and, and just forge a community to come together a little bit. Yeah. I also think that um, sports, why we watch them, because sometimes it's nice to escape, right? Right. The, the real world with the real problems, like you and I mentioned, there's bigger things to worry about than sports. Exactly. And God knows there are. Yes. But sometimes it's, it's nice to forget about that. And even if we're ignoring some sort of global crisis for a few hours, and we're just sitting and watching a baseball game or a basketball it's, game. It's supposed to be an escape. It, it escapes. It should be. It helps us escape is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. one of the benefits. Yeah, for now, sure. Now we're escaping 24-7. No, that's never good. <laughs> that's probably not no. what we should. And I do have a, a weird thing because when, like, when I watch coaches, I can understand the player if something happens that didn't go their way and they get really frustrated and they're sort of having a moment on the field where they're, they're, they're angry. I can right. relate to that. But when I'm watching grown men, they're just coaches. And like so many of these sports now where coaches are actually like they're expected to to basically have a temper tantrum. Right. All game. Right. Like, like every single penalty that happens, they're screaming yeah. bloody murder at the referees. That type of mentality I can't it's connect silly. to. I'm like, God, are you really that emotionally tied right. up to whether or not that penalty happened? Right. I and that's why I'm not a head coach, by the way. Yeah. That's why the the other people are, and I'm not because I cannot possibly put together that much emotion yeah. behind something so trivial. Right. <laughs> like in, in two, three hours. Yeah. You know, but but we put a lot of money behind it. I mean, yeah. t- depending on oh my god, you know where that's yeah. at. You know, we talked about bringing a community together. I think the greatest community moment, and we've all we've we've only been talking about team sports really so far. Yes. But, uh, you know, individual sports such as the UFC right. or boxing, that's sure. pretty fun. But you talk about bringing the community together. There's a fighter named Darren Till. He's, I think he might still be in the UFC. He had a modicum of success. He was really good for a, a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's about to wash out now if he hasn't already retired. But when the UFC went to Liverpool, his hometown, yeah, and he walked out, he played oh, Sweet man. Caroline. I guess that's a Liverpool song, like yeah. a, a soccer okay. song. Interesting. You've got to watch that video. It's one of the coolest walkouts. The yeah. whole, it's like, and oh man, it's but and it, it makes me emotional. And I'm not, you know, I'm yeah. American. <laughs> yeah, completely. Um, but yeah, it's 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 it, things like that are kind of cool. Completely out of sports, you know. You know, we love, we love underdogs. Oh yeah, we love cheering for miracle the, on ice. Oh my god, like USA. Over and Russia. that's another thing that sports gives us. They give us those miracles. Yeah. Um, and it is interesting to watch someone do things. At a, at a high level. Right. I never understand when people just sort of crap on elite athletes. Like yeah. they'll, they'll find ways to, to poke fun at a LeBron James or a Tom Brady. It's almost like they, there's certain people have that mentality where they have to tear down. Yeah, exactly. Um, They're there. Yeah. yeah. And, but I, for one, like I, I enjoy watching excellence. Right. And you know, like when you're watching a player like that, right. 
if you've watched sports for any duration at all, right. you know how rare that is, yeah. right? And so you may not cheer for some right. of those people to win because they don't play for your team and they right. don't play. But you have to respect the fact that you're watching something that is rare. Yeah. You know, watching Michael Jordan is rare, right? right? That happened once. Watching right. watching Tiger Woods is rare. Yeah. It's just, you know, those types of people don't come around all the time. Yeah. And when I watch, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of great athletes as there are in any field, we're talking about sports. Any field. You're going to have great athletes that are terrible people and terrible humans and do terrible things, and they probably deserve to be torn down. Right. But um, but sometimes it seems like we spend all this time tearing these people down just because they're great. <laughs> yeah, there's probably some jealousy yeah. involved in there. Yeah. It reminds me of Uncle Bob. Um, uh, Robert, I can't think of his last name, doesn't matter. It's totally shifting gears, but as a computer programmer, Uncle Bob is the guy you... The, he's a computer scientist, famous computer scientist. And when he speaks or he writes something down about code, coding, mm-hmm. like this guy is the top right. of his game, his right. his game, quote unquote, or his field. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Of course, we don't, we know, we don't right. broadcast Uncle right. Bob coding right. an, an application, but yeah, it, it's neat to see someone. And that's you know, that's that's one of the draws, I guess. Sports is easier to watch because there's a, it's a game they're playing. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think it, it's it's just really cool to see anybody that's top of their field. Completely. And I guess, you know, we've had movies like that where, yeah. you know, uh, I think of uh, the, the Blackjack movie that came out a few years ago. You know, someone's good at counting cards and yep. playing black. Yep. Yep. You know, you just love people. Yep. You know, what, what was the uh, Beautiful Mind? Yep. Did you ever watch that? Of course. Yeah. Just someone that is a savant. And that's kind of what you get with sports. Completely. I really enjoy... Let's face it. We all love heroes. We love villains. Yeah. And in sports, our teams are the heroes. The opposing teams are the villains. Yeah. Um, we have an addiction to war, right? Yeah. You know, like or a war type mentality. We yeah. want we, we, we want to topple the bad guys. Yeah. Football is a yeah. exact simulation of war. Yeah. Let's be honest with you. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of elements to all that that, yeah. that feed into our our obsession with sports. Sure. Um, but I know that as as someone that's you know, at this stage of life, um, I don't have an interest in committing too much emotion and yeah. too much of my personal time right. to something that seems um, like a little bit of a luxury. You yeah. Know? You know. Yeah. But, uh, but, but we have it. Love yeah. sports. There's good and there's bad. Yeah. I think we both agree. And uh, yeah, I think it was a good discussion. Hey, I've got one little thing before we go. Okay. I think, yeah, let's, you were talking about, you like, you you know, we're bringing tid, tidbits back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we wanted to bring back the fun thing that I think yeah. we're about to spring. Yeah, on. without a doubt. And I've got one more. So we're gonna we're gonna guys, we're gonna keep doing like the single subject, I think, but we're, we're still gonna have a couple of the segments that you guys like at the beginning and yeah. at the end. So without a doubt. You have a little fun segment. I've got a little trivia segment for you. Ah, yes. Here's how this is gonna work. All, all right. right. I have selected a handful of sports, okay, mostly popular sports, but I've done a little bit of a twist. I'm going to read to you the inventor and or the general time frame in which the sport was invented, and I simply want you to try to guess what sport I'm referring to. The inventor and the general time frame. Correct. And I may throw in a clue or two more beyond that, depending on the sport we're talking about. Okay. Okay. So in other words, I'm going to wow. give you a very little bit of information. I want you to see if you can guess what sport it is gotcha. that I am talking about. All right. Piece of cake. So I will admit that as I did my uh, my research for this segment, 
Um, not all sports have a specific date in which they were invented, sure. right? But this one does. Huh. So I'm going to start with this one. This was probably the most famous inventor of sports um, in terms of like you. I remember learning about this a little bit in grade school. Okay. But the inventor was Dr. James Naismith out of Springfield, Massachusetts in 1891 invented this sport. Any idea? Hmm. I want to say basketball. 1891, Dr. James Naismith, Springfield, Massachusetts, basketball. Boing, boing, Nailed boing. it. All right, number two. That's why ready? I won that game of pig earlier. That was amazing. All right, so this sport will have, it has several origin stories, some of which have proven like to be Marvel. defunct, right? Okay. They've proven to be wrong. For example, one of the false origin stories involves a man named Abner Doubleday, Supposedly inventing this sport in 1839 okay. in Cooperstown, New York. Oh, okay. However, that has been since defunct or debunked because defunct. it's it's found that actually this sport dates back. There are there are pieces of evidence that show this sport was being played into the 18th century, 1700s. Um, huh. and, and this sport is a combination of rounders, which was a child's game uh, brought over um, by the early colonists, and cricket. Oh, okay. Sport being baseball, baseball, Cooperstown. You said rounders. I was thinking maybe pool, with yeah. marbles. And yeah, stuff, no, I'm not exactly sure what rounders is. It said that it was a kids' game brought over by the early colonists. Rounders, I think, is marbles. Maybe it is. I guess you're right. I don't know how that has to do with baseball. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Anyway, huh. how about this one? There's evidence that shows that this sport dates all the way back to the Han Dynasty in 206 BC. Oh, I love Han Dynasty sports. Also, uh, there's also evidence this sport was played in ancient Greece, ancient Rome, and even in elements of Central America. It was brought over to England in the Middle Ages. Um, its modern version was is sort of attributed to someone named Ebenezer Cobb Morley in the 1800s. Any idea what sport I'm talking about? Man, that's a, that's interesting. What was played? It would have been maybe with a ball. Um, I don't know why. I think I feel like Greeks threw a ball around. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I want to say cricket, but I feel like we already talked about cricket. Is it cricket? It's not cricket. I think more mainstream sports today. Soccer. Soccer. Oh yeah, ball. Gotcha. Soccer. Yep. Yep. Ancient. Uh, ancient origins for sure. soccer. You got a, for sure. You got a ball. You kick it. The ball hits the ground. You kick it with your yeah, foot. Yeah. It's oh, pretty simple. That's where soccer. Yeah. Came. And there's variations of where the rules were. Um, obviously, we're not sure what the rules were like in 206 BC. No. But but there are some evidence. The Hans had it down though. And <laughs> they had it down. They were great. Speaking of ancient, right? Mm. How about another sport yes. that can date back to the 1500s? Okay. Mi Middle Ages. Also evidence in Greece and Egypt which I found to be interesting. Egypt and yep. Greece. Okay. This sport allegedly uh, evolved from an ancient Irish sport. Okay. Um, deals with Drinking. <laughs> Not quite drinking. Um, there's probably a lot of drinking. I'll give you one more <laughs> hint. Very, very popular and modernized in today's world from Canada. Oh, it's got to be hockey. Hockey. Yep. Wait, how do you play hockey in, in Egypt? Egypt? I don't know. I got to look that up. It must be maybe not on ice, maybe but on with the sticks sand. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't know. I don't know. I got one more for you. All right. We'll wrap this thing up. All right. According to what I looked up, this sport, um, at least in its current form, is invented by a man named Walter Camp in 1880. And it is a combination of rugby and soccer. Oh, yeah. It's football. Football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very cool. So Fun. anyway, whatever. 
you can see a lot of these sports. The idea of sports is nothing new. Right, exactly. Well, when you when you mentioned you were going to do some sort of trivia sports, I thought of five names. I want to throw out five names to you. You tell me what sport they belong to. Go for it. I'll make it try. It's kind of easy. Ty Cobb. Baseball. Tex Cobb. No idea. He was a boxer. He was also an actor. He was in Tex Cobb. He was in Raising Arizona. Oh, really? Uncommon Valor. All right. Nancy Kerrigan. Ice skating. Yarmir Yager. Oh, my gosh. Hockey. Hockey. Yeah. And then Patty Pimblett. No idea. UFC. MMA. Really? Yeah. He's nice. A, he's the new British fun guy. Patty. Patty Pimblett. Patty the Batty. They Should be him. Patty O'Mimlet. Patty O'Mimlet. <laughs> Have you heard of... Oh, never mind. <laughs> no, I haven't heard of that. Yeah. What kind of... What kind of uh, Irish furniture likes to be outside? Patio furniture? Uh, I don't know. That's probably not even. <laughs> that's a great one. Yeah. That's so a great one. Last thing. I wanted. To, I mean, I think we both like, we have very in common interests and we like to watch stuff. Like we had. Of course. That, was that our last episode was about streaming? Streaming, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it doesn't have to be streaming, but uh, I want to hear what you're watching or what, what are you liking? What, and it doesn't have to be, could be a music video. It could be, I mean, what are you liking right now? What are you watching and you're interested in? What have you watching? <sighs> you know, what's funny is one thing I've kind of become obsessed with. It's a short little YouTube show yeah. called Hot Ones. Oh, yeah. And it's just... Love Hot Ones. Yeah, Hot Ones is great. Hilarious. And it's been, it's been around for a while. I'm sort yeah. of new to the game. Yeah. But if you're not familiar with it, it's a, it's a guy named Sean Evans who yeah. interviews celebrities. But the catch is that they eat... Uh, there's like 10 hot wings in front of them. Yeah. Each wing is an increasing level of spice. And they have to take a bite of a wing, and then they answer a question. And by the time it gets to the super spicy one, some of the celebrities' reactions. Mm. And this is legit. You can tell it's not fake. Yeah. Um, they're, I mean, some of them seem unaffected. Other ones right. are almost crying. Oh, yeah. And it's hilarious. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. It was Jennifer Lawrence she or somebody. She so took good. it like a champ. Not Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. There was a girl. There was a female. Yeah. That took it like a champ. And then there was. Jenny the, Ortega from the, she was the one that took it like a champ. Okay. Then there was some guy I remember puking in a. He was calling for the trash can because <laughs> oh yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's very fun. It's it makes me entertain. Yeah, how about you? Um, uh, hijack. I saw it on your screen earlier. Okay. Uh, from Apple Plus. Okay. There's two things. Uh, hijack is the one I was going to mention. That it's got Ildris. Is it Ildris Elba? Ildris Elba. Yep. Yeah. Excellent show. Okay. All right. It's like six or seven episodes. That's okay. It. It's an, it's just a single single season single story. I'll check it out. It's the number one. Uh, trending show on Apple Plus, and a, there's a reason for it. It's just—it's really, really good. Fantastic! It's awesome. fantastic. I love hearing that. Also, there's a guy named Ren who makes music. Have you heard of Ren? No. He has this video because I'm a music—I'm a YouTube video reactor watcher. People gotcha. watch, yep. watch, watch videos and react to them. He has a song called "Hi Ren." Okay. Like, hello, Ren. And I don't want to—I don't want to blow up for any of my any you or any of the listeners, but it's amazing. It, it deals with mental illness. Okay. Um. And the way he presents it uh, is fantastic. And I've, I've watched that video probably 40 times now okay. because everyone's watching it and they're reacting to it. And All it's right. just so, so good. I so have to check that out. High Ren. High Ren. Yeah. I'll tell you, there's three things that are out now. I haven't had a chance to see it because we, out, out, we were out of town. Sure. But um, as far as things that are like in the theaters right now. Right. I really want to see Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer would be great. I love uh, Cillian Murphy. Killian yep, Murphy. Killian Murphy. It just looks so love, good. It's gotten great reviews. I really want to see the new uh, um, Barbie. I do want to see Barbie, but I, but I, but I, it was um, the the oh my god Tom Cruise Mission Impossible. Oh yeah yeah yeah. There, okay. There's a new Mission Impossible sure. that looks really good. Yeah yeah. And actually Barbie, you know, I think I think. Greta Gerwig, who's the director, right? She's actually a pretty serious director. She's directed Academy Award stuff like sure. Lady Bird. 
I think Barbie is is going to be great. Yeah, it's supposedly a, like a social commentary. Sure. Will, Will Ferrell has a role in it. I'm a big fan. Yeah. So uh, I do think Barbie will be fun. Um, anyway, those are the things I'm looking forward to. I really okay. want to see Oppenheimer. Hopefully, I can come yeah, on one of those things. Yeah, maybe we can soon. go together or something. Oppenheimer yeah. would be great. That'd be sweet. I can't get my wife to go. So. Well, anyway, I love talking. Yeah, man. Thanks for talking. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, feedback at uh, talkthepodcast.com. If you have ideas, if you have comments, um, let yeah. us know. Hopefully, we'll have enough room here. in our mailbox. Too. But until next time for Talk the Podcast, I'm Jim. I'm Todd. And we'll catch you next time. Peace.